right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up live show, the No Laying Up podcast, all of those things. My name is DJ. Happy to be back. It's been a minute, guys. Good to see you again. Joined by my friend and associate, Tron Carter, who's got some multiple screens going on. DC, <laughs> how are you? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm worn out. I've watched so much golf this weekend. <laughs> I thought gonna- we were going to do it. And we're going to talk about all of it. Uh, also joined uh, by my watch, it's one twenty nine a.m. local time for Cody and Randy over in uh, dreary old England. Boys, how we doing? Cheerio, lads. How are we? No place I would rather be at one thirty a.m. Uh, no, in all sincerity, we great day over here. Excited to talk all about it. DJ, thank you for having me on your show. TC, I'm worried about your skin. Did you bring your tanning bed inside? Were you getting some storms rolling through? What is going on? TC looking like that seated Oppenheimer. I think Alex, you want to powder your face a little bit. We're getting too much glare. Let me turn my lights off. Lights are hot, TC, but it's a good look. Uh, Hey, speaking of of hot, summertime is here, (laughs) which means the limited edition high noon pool pack is back. Randy, it has peach. It has lime. Two limited edition flavors, guava and kiwi. I don't know if you've been running across a lot of pool packs over there in uh, in England, but, uh, you know, we're we're bucking over here stateside. I don't know if they have pools over here. I haven't seen one. Keep an eye out for that. I would love to love to hear a report on on the pool situation over there. It's a hot boy summer. <laughs> you know, it's it's made for days by the pool on the green, even lakeside. Maybe enjoy one by the channel over there, uh, Randy. Who who knows? Uh, fill your cooler with the essentials: high noon and ice. Get out with your friends to enjoy the sun. High noon pool pack is only available for the summer, so get it while you can. Look for it on Drizzly or wherever you buy your high noon. To find it near you, visit High Noon Spirits. Dot com boys first of all let me just say uh, i listened to the women's open preview pod randy sounds like you got plenty of sleep on wednesday so i'm not going to have a ton of sympathy for you uh as we push into the wee hours of the night tuesday tuesday oh tuesday i'm tuesday. sorry well it looked like it stretched well into wednesday as well <laughs> <laughs> you know for those he's that- a sleepy boy man it's hard to wake this giant too for those that missed it, just a story that I don't think could be told, you know, enough times you you set your alarm for 731, Four. I believe, Four. 734, and was awoken by a Cody pounding at the door, and I believe it was 1230. Is that, was that accurate? 1 p.m. <laughs> no. One of the all-time oversleeps in the history of adulthood, I, I would say. I don't want to blame it on Cody, because it certainly wasn't his fault. I still He's can't tried believe... multiple times, though. I want that on the record. I still cannot believe you let me sleep that long. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I'm sorry to slip that in ahead of the main story of the day. Lilia Vu winning her second major of the year by six freaking shots. Final round 67. I believe that tied the low round of the day. Is that accurate, guys? Yes. 
Yes, yes. Uh, always, always an impressive feat to go out in the final group and and title the little round of the day. Randy, let me let me start with you, man. What what was the uh, what was the takeaway? You guys, I, I guess, fill people in too if they haven't been listening this week. Don't know what's going on. What were you guys doing over in England? And uh, you know, what did that lead to as far as observations this week? Yeah. Uh, well, Cody and I had long planned and and TC, but circumstances. We're working against TC, so TC stayed home. But we were we were long planning to come over here to Walton Heath, uh, just what southwest of London, I guess, and take in the Women's Open. And that's what we did. Our plan was to do, you know, a preview pod, live show Friday, obviously live show tonight. And as we got into the process, talked to the RNA, they were like, "Hey, would you want to perhaps hop on Open Radio?" This year was the first year that they were doing open radio for the Women's Open. And I think at first we were like, yeah, you know, like we're not broadcasters. <laughs> you guys know that. They're like, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. You know, we'll we'll fit you in. They were always way more casual about it than we were. And I think Cody and I were extremely nervous. I know I was extremely nervous. But... It was such a freaking blast. It, it and really all credit to the, the team of professionals, and I will underscore the word professional that we worked with all week. We'll we'll kind of dive in and and name names and get into some good stories later on. But it, it was such a good time. Obviously, got to be over here for the entirety of the women's open. Cody, we we weren't quite sure what type of tournament we were gonna get. We wanted a good tournament, and I think Lilia Vu, man, in the end, delivered. Yeah, Lilia Vu, final round 67. That's low score of the day. A, a ball-striking extravaganza she put on it all four days, not just today or yesterday when she really climbed up that leaderboard, but she like led the fields in fairways and greens hit it all week. She just didn't make a damn putt on Thursday or Friday. Phenomenal tournament for her. And then obviously back nine today, pretty much lifted and, and started to run away with it outside of the, the Charlie sand shot there on 11, which was nuts. I think Randy and I were both in the radio studio at the time calling radio live and we literally flipped out everybody in there, obviously pulling hard for Charlie. There's thousands and thousands of people out here pulling for Charlie and where the radio booth is at. We actually sit in this little festival village as it's called fan village and there's a couple hundred people in there and it just erupted it was cool to be in you know an environment like that where people pulling hard for their hometown girl they thought that was like her moment and she was going to really yeah. capitalize on it but not to get too far ahead of it but lilia just the shot of the day her second shot into 12 absolute dagger in charlie's hall heart and then from there on it was just you know, Lilia, fairways and greens. And some it was stuff. a torpedo in Charlie's hole as yeah. well. Uh, DJ, you mentioned she was tied for the low round today. And it, it, it's just so impressive doing it in the final group. Like we said, with with Charlie Hall, the you know, 95% of the crowd polling for Charlie. It, it like really some killer shit, if, if we're being honest. The, the way Lilia went about it, it was clinical. It was cold-blooded. It just was a dominant performance. And TC, like we were 
kind of, you know, the talk coming out of Pebble Beach and, and it continued on to Evian. We've been struggling, or maybe struggling is not the right word, but we've seen a lot of parity in LPGA majors over the last three, four years. The stat coming in this week was 21 different winners in the last 22 majors, including 17 first-time winners. It left us yearning for somebody to, you know, win not one, but but then go win a second. And that's exactly what Lilia Vu has done now. She won the Chevron in April. She wins the Women Open uh, this week, bookending the season. And it's like, that. I mean, that's it. That's the story of the year. She, she's put her stamp on it. She is the person that I think we have to look to as we flip the page to 2024. She's now the number one player in the world. And it's, you know, any conversation needs to start with Lilia now. I, I think. Yeah, totally. No, she was, I was so impressed with the putter today. Just those putts from six to 12 feet. Uh, I mean, right from the start, just nails all day. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a great week. The golf course showed up gorgeous. Like it, it drained nicely. I know there was some rain kind of middle of the week there. Lily was awesome, but I think the best part was the leaderboard all week. Like it was kind of the opposite of what we got at Pebble mm -hmm. where the best biggest names showed up. Uh, everybody like it seemed, it, you know, it seemed like everybody played well. That was, you know, it was like 80% of the people that you would expect to play well, played well. Uh, and, and that doesn't ordinarily happen, uh, especially at women's golf. And I don't know, that's, that's a reflection probably of Walton Heath, but also of just, you know, I think there's more depth emerging at the top of the women's game right now between, Angel coming back and uh, Jin Young Ko playing better and, you know, Charlie Hall and Lilia and Allison Corpuz and Lynn Grant. And, you know, I mean, I was, worried, on on. I was wondering where you're going to stack that name in there. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you waited towards the end of that because TC, we're going to get there, but I think you got some words to say, my man. Do I? Just a tough. I mean, it TC, was not yeah, good today. Let's yeah. Don't treat us oh, like for Lynn. Oh, we're going. Don't treat us like we're, we're going to Lynn already. No, no, oh, no. Okay. We don't. We don't need to go to Lynn already. I'm just telling yeah, you, we're coming. Hey, I think you're dead right though, TC. There, there. You know, we were worried about this, and we've said it multiple times on the LPGA Focus podcast of like, you know, where's that next dominating player? And and then it got to the point where like, okay, like. We're fine seeing this thing bounce around. We're going to watch Celine play amazing, and we're going to watch, you know, Lynn get her first win, and we're going to watch Rose get her first win, and everybody else. And then, you know, at the U.S. Women's Open, we talked about, like, hey, like, who, like, I don't even think the U.S. has, like, a, a dominating player right now. They're all playing like crap. Well, that's because Lilia, you know, hurt her, injured her shoulder after the International Crown, and that's where we did that podcast with her. And she talked to, like, she talked about that. Like she, she kind of lost her swing and it took her a while for the shoulder to start feeling better for her swing to, to, to get back to where it was. And then really to get her putting back under control because it felt every time she goes back to address with her putter, her shoulder still kind of feels weird. It doesn't feel quite natural yet. So I guess last week at Scottish, she put, took her Scotty Cameron that she has that murdered out monster that has that bright pink grip on it into the Titleist tour truck. And they, they checked the, Lion loft on it and actually like made it a little bit higher. So added a little bit of, uh, you know, whatever, change it. So it was more upright. And from then on, she's just been like, 
showed up here, complete confidence in it. These greens are they're so freaking pure. It's crazy how good this golf course is. And, and she just putted the absolute lights out of it, which is funny because, I mean, we were like clowning basically on Nelly today because I'm, she hit like 17 greens oh and didn't God. make a single putt. That was so that, that was why I didn't include her in that. Like I feel bad for not including Celine or NASA, but I'm not including Nelly in that after she puts that poorly. Oh, it, it's, it's it crazy. was so, so bad to the point. Like it, it, it became like laughable. It, it was like a 10 handicapper putting performance. Truly. Did she really hit 17 greens? It was 16 or 17. Yeah. And she shot 74. Yeah. I'm, I'm not I mean, sure. I, I'm pretty, she had, she had over 35 putts. Yeah. Whoa. And I'm not sure how much you guys would have seen on the U S broadcast. But the world feed showed like every single birdie putt that she had today. I mean, she is the number one player in the world. Right. Was the number one player. But, but I'm just saying, yeah. we saw her miss 15 putts and a few shorty par putts. Like it, it, it was one of the worst putting performances I can remember seeing. Oof. Plus shorties. I mean, like little little guys. Uh, going going back to Lily a little bit. Uh, Cody, I, I fucking loved that podcast that you guys did. I think I tweeted it out today. If you haven't listened to it, please, please, please go do. I don't remember when that was. It was maybe three months ago, something like that. Um, yeah, really, really, been, really right. I guess right after Chevron, uh, but, like a month, like it, cause it, it led, it was on the back end of, uh, USGA media days, which I beginning believe of May. were, yeah, beginning of May. So really good podcast, Lilia going into her background and and fighting through all those injuries you were mentioning and just a lot of, you know, getting her game back on track. And it reminded me a lot of Max's story in places, um, some, some really good stuff there, which I guess kind of leads me to my question, not to do too much like serious prognosticating here, but I mean, it, been waiting for an American to bust through the doors. Like you guys were saying, one shows up this year and, and wins two. It's not really someone like out of nowhere. It's someone with some serious pedigree who's kind of dominated it at every level, it seems like. So, I mean, does this strike you as someone who's going to be around for a, a while? What, what's your thoughts here? Which, if you'll allow me, just to put a point on that, the, the first American woman to win two majors in a season since Julie Inkster did it in 1999. So That's we're insane. talking 24 years here. Uh, but, Cody, please, I, I just wanted to underscore that point. Yeah, I think she's like, you know, she's here to stay. But what I would say is that now, I think for a long time on the American side, like Nelly didn't really have anybody to like, you know, there's nobody in front of her. There's nobody really to chase down. She was just kind of out there doing her own thing, trying to trying to figure it out through a, a bunch of different injuries. And you talk about injuries and Lillian, what her story is. And, and people need to go back to listen to that podcast because the similarities with Max are striking. And Lily actually, you know, off of, when we stopped recording, she talked about Max. She talked a lot about Max. She looks up to Max, and she's well aware of Max's story. Obviously, both from L.A. There's a lot of similarities between the junior golf that they grew up playing together. You know, the different tournament organizations. Lilia was an accomplished AJGA player. She obviously was had an incredible career at UCLA. Max ain't going to like that, but hey, I, I think they... At one point in time, UCLA, I learned today, they were called the Cubs because Cal was the Bears. <laughs> UCLA that? didn't like that so then they they tried to change it to the Grizzlies unfortunately my and KVV's University of Montana had that one already taken so then they had to go to the Bruins but 
you know, it worked, it worked out okay for him, but college phenomenal career. Then all of a sudden like starts playing awesome and in, in, in big time, major amateur tournaments gets invited plays in, in the ANA now, you know, Chevron tournament as an amateur gets to the, be the number one amateur, uh, women's amateur in, in the world turns pro expects to be have success right away makes it through q series and absolutely lays an egg made two cuts and nine starts yeah like lost her lost her card after her first year then went searching tried to go you know went back to epson and tried to find it and then covid set in and you know during covid she was like completely lost she's still playing dog shit golf doesn't really know what to do. She actually talks to her mom. Her mom, uh, Lilia, says, you know, I want to be, you know, the success. She's a first-generation American, so she wants to, like, make her parents proud, you know. Everybody's heard of, of the story of her grandfather building a boat and, you know, them escaping Vietnam over with her dad and, and you know, his young wife and, and settling in California. And she just wanted to make her, her mom and dad proud. And she told her mom, like, hey, I think I'm done playing professional golf. I think I want to go to law school. And her mom is the one that told her, like, no, you're going to do this. Chase your dreams. We didn't have all the opportunities that you have in front of you. We're doing pretty good for ourselves, so we want you to go chase it. Don't give up on yourself. And she kind of turned to, like, again, the Mac story. A lot of self-help books, started talking to the right people, got herself back on track, got on that, you know, went back to Epson, uh, Symmetra, and, like, you know, won three tournaments, set a goal for herself for that year to win three tournaments, won three tournaments, got her LPGA tour card back, had a decent season last year, and then just started out on fire this year. Yeah, yeah. Won in February, her first LPGA victory, and that led to Chevron, and that leads us to today. It, it just, I, I think what strikes me most, and, it, you know, Part of it was talking to her, Cody, I think, at International Crown. And, and part of it is just like watching. And TC, this is something we always talk about. Like Lilia Voos is, is the definition of a pitcher and not a thrower. Yeah. And she's a fighter. Oh. You know, she she told us, Cody and I, and I believe on that podcast, like she wants to win. Like, she, like that's what gets her going are those like match play situations, one-on-one, and that's exactly what she had today. And you put her in an underdog role with the crowd against her. And you know, she was licking her chops going into today. And, and of all the women at the top of the leaderboard, she was the only one that never showed any nerves today. And I think that's pretty remarkable. I think yeah. there's this, this might be a strange, a strange comp. Cause I, I know the record's not there by any means, but a lot of the stuff we said about Brooks and Rory, after Brooks won that PGA and, and how, you know, you know how maybe like this is what going to be what pushes Nelly to, you know, Cody, you were kind of alluding to that, but maybe she almost needs like a, a car to chase, you know, maybe she's a dog that needs to chase a car or something like that. Can't really be the front runner. Whereas Lilia seems exceedingly comfortable being the front runner. Um, I don't know if I'll take my question off the air. Lilia kind of seems like the Brooks type too, of like yeah. kind of a slower burn to get there. Right. And then, you know, comes in and just like leaves no doubt when she gets it done. It's crazy. I, I, DJ, so. I love that comparison. I, I had not thought of it in those terms. You know, I don't even honestly, I don't know if Nelly is quite as good as Rory, even. You know, Nelly strikes me a little as like a JT right now, where it's like, 
man, all the talent in, in the world. I, I know JT's off. Well, Nelly's <laughs> with their putting. But but I love that. Yeah, it's like Lilia kind of overlooked. But when it's all said and done and we, and we can play the majors game, uh, yeah, it's like, man, it, it's it's getting hard to think, like, is Nelly really going to have more majors than Lilia? I, I know there's recency bias there, but love that comparison. Yeah, Randy, people are having a field day with you in the comments. Why? What's happening? Here's your head, big old sleepy bed. We, we all, everybody Listen, you look like you look like the guy when, when you get woken up by the flight attendant asking if you want cookies or almonds. I think my favorite so far. Oh my gosh. Which, we got this spotlight. I'm so hot. I'm hot. I'm not gonna fall asleep because I'm so hot. <laughs> He's been pissed because there's no AC anywhere there's no, over here. There, there's no air con. Is this true? How many hours did you guys do on, on, on the air this week? Oh my I can't even count. Uh between us, probably Eight. A lot, you know. They they we sixty from, between us, maybe. Well, from the first tea time every single day until the last, with a couple breaks sprinkled in between, it, it's a lot. But we loved it, and at the end of the, we were like, dude, it's so addicting because it's the best way to watch a tournament. We got to sit in the radio studio today, so you're listening to the radio. You're obviously participating, so you're locked in, and then you're just watching the world feed. It, it's like honestly, it's the best setup. I'm sure I, I I I gotta sneak in saying I hate to say something nice, but I'm sure we're we're gonna make fun of you guys a lot after this. But God, I went to the range today, was hitting balls, listening to you two in my ears, just as as that back nine kind of. I mean, it was tournament was over. You could kind of like I was like, oh, let's just see how these guys are gonna drag this thing out. You know, Lily is winning by five. Uh, what an absolute treat! You guys sounded like such naturals. Boys were teeing you up for it was funny, Randy. I heard you get a, a little long winded with some of your stories. They had to cut you off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, no, no, they're they're about to hit their shots. Yeah, the Just the starts back giving you, uh, you know, one of these, one of the, and it's like, oh god, I got to get out of this. I got to get out of this. Cody um, was talking about big brawny par fives heading out towards the M25. Like you guys were feeling yourselves by by this morning. Was, we got checked though to too. To. You know, Cody almost uh I thought he almost choked live on air. Oh. He was eating his lunch. I I apologize to people. So I I went out early this morning and called uh live golf on on the course. Who was I following? I followed Minji to yeah, start. Minji for a couple holes and then had to run back cuz we had to do a like a stage session. Uh, and when I ran back, we did the stage session, got done. And it was like two o'clock and I still hadn't had any food or coffee yet for the day. So I ran over and got us uh, like this chicken dish. But for some reason, the only chicken dishes that they had left were either Buffalo chicken or Korean barbecue. So I got one of each thinking that the big guy would, you know, I'd give him his pick. He says, Oh, I had Buffalo chicken yesterday. Well, yesterday I didn't eat any damn food and I didn't realize he ate it. So I, of course, get the buffalo chicken. So I'm, I'm scarfing this buffalo chicken while, like, in between, uh, like, radio calls in the studio. And I thought I did a good enough job, like, swallowing it and, like, washing <laughs> everything down. And Marcus, uh, the, ph the phenomenal host that we were with, and all, the, all of our European listeners will know who Marcus is, but he all of a sudden turns to me and he's like, yeah, Cody, so... uh." Here, uh, you know, Lilia, uh, you birdie look on the second green. And I go, yeah. <laughs> and literally, I could not get it out of my throat. And he literally, I was sitting, he was sitting to my right hand side. 
he puts his arm on my bicep and just has his face of disgust. <laughs> and I was like basically choking. I couldn't get any words out. Super embarrassing. It sounded ho- horrible. <laughs> oh my God. Ton of fun though. Yeah. So he's so quick on his feet. Oh, yeah. He's so witty and he's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of them are. We'll get to that. But hey, I, you know what? We talked a little bit in Nelly. We talked a little bit about Lilia, but. I think, honestly, everybody who was at this tournament today and a lot of people that were watching wanted, like, Hot Girl Charlie to win. Oh, for sure. I mean, this was this was Charlie's tournament. This And talking to the first too, hole. They were, they were sure that Charlie was going to win. And, and through three days, she had the look about her. She, she was determined. And, yeah, just, you know, thinking back on a round... Uh, she had an early bogey, but it's hard to, you know, everybody's kind of making bur- uh, bogeys on those first couple of holes. Very difficult. It was that horseshoe lip out on five that I thought was really costly. Um, would have been a momentum getter for her. And then the eagle on 11, but the bad bogey on 15. You know, if we fast forward... Lilia Vu was already in trouble. Lilia had driven it into the heather, had punched out sideways. Charlie, I believe, had driven it into the fairway. Um, and so you, she's sitting there. If she could birdie it, you're probably looking at a, a two-shot swing. Ends up making a sloppy bogey and walks off 15, gaining no shots on Lilia, who actually did a nice job saving bogey on 15. And that, I mean, from there, that was kind of it. Charlie did hit a phenomenal, her second shot into 16 was so good, um, but she just couldn't get it going. It was disappointing. She she made so many putts on Saturday, and that proved to be, she, it just wasn't sustainable. She made nothing today, but hell of an effort. She Well, yeah. I take that back. She did make a putt on 18 for solo second. Uh, we learned that was worth $228,000, I believe, so... I don't know. It, it wasn't quite the ending. I mean, Saturday afternoon for for a while there was among the best rounds of golf in the last couple of years that I can remember. Just exciting, right? Great shots, people making moves, things happening, and I was hopeful we would get that Sunday. We we didn't quite, but I think in the end, with Lilia winning and in in such a dominating fashion, it was still a satisfying result. I think, I think Charlie's got it in her. I think she's. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. She has it. She's I mean, she even talked about how much she two. she learned from Pebble Beach, and she are like yeah. what she said today after you know losing and almost getting like champagne in the face accidentally on the 18th green. She still like has this incredibly positive attitude. Uh, you were very generous and said that she was still in it and had opportunities all the way to the back nine. She was like done by the third hole. Her drive. She never had her driver all day today. She she struggles. You can tell that how twitchy and everything she is, and she talks openly about her ADHD and what she does to get through it and everything. But she just looked all sort of it uh, from the get go today. You saw those back to back bogeys, and then never giving her a shot, never making it to the right level of any of these greens to give herself decent birdie looks. Like she was she was out of it from the beginning. That eagle, hell of a shot, but that, that hole is horrible for her. She had one yep. good shot there, and I know that changes championships, but like not when you dig yourself in a hole like that. No, I know, I know. I I, I will say, had, had she made that putt on sixteen, 
she was gonna have a birdie free round today, but with yeah. the two eagles. Uh I was also also gonna say, I'm sure if you polled anybody at Walton Heath and said, Hey, Charlie's gonna eagle eleven, potentially eagle sixteen, they'd be like, Hell yeah, that this is her tournament, but it, it wasn't. Uh, Randy's way too used to radio. I don't know why he's talking so nice about this stuff. This is not the big guy I know. Uh, funny story. We woke up Saturday morning, okay, and we're driving over to the golf course. And there, there's there been a little bit of Charlie talk, but, like, it wasn't, like, bubbling up to the surface. We knew that, like, obviously Georgia played bad. And we, we were like, oh, man, like, big crowds are going to be out here. It's going to be Charlie's tournament. We were All- still, no, no, we were still worried about Allie Ewing. Well, true, Saturday but morning. we kind of knew that she was going to she was gonna eject. But um, So we're driving to the course, and, and Randy's driving. And, you know, GPS is on and everything, and we just completely miss a turn. And I'm like, you know, obviously worried about missing turns here because it, it just because the GPS says three miles away, it could take you 40 minutes to get somewhere. So I turn and I go, hey, man, like you daydreaming or something? Like you just missed that turn. He's like, oh, my goodness. I did miss that turn. I was I was daydreaming. I go, well, well let's like turn around so we can get back on track. And I'm like, well, what, like, what was going on? And what did you say? I was like, literally, I, I think like Charlie's round today is the most excited I've been for a round of golf this year. <laughs> this like, is what he was talking about. I couldn't wait for that round of golf. It, and it, and it, yeah. and she delivered. TC, she delivered, but she hasn't won yeah. yet. And that's that's the you know, Randy. This is how you get hooked. This is the gateway yes, drug. I this know. Is how you, this is how you end up being fucking shattered after Tommy <laughs> Fleetwood doesn't win the FedEx St. Jude Classic or whatever and, the hell it's called. And that's where I, I guess I want to ask about about Charlie because I feel like I'm a, a little bit more of a, an objective uh, observer here who kind of, you know, pops in from time to time. Charlie very much seems like a killer, but like, ha- has she ever killed? Like, what's her whole deal? I, I don't, I, I feel like I, I see a lot of, you know, it's a lot of slack messages. Oh, Charlie's doing it. She's doing it. Oh, she's coming in. This is her day. And it just doesn't really seem like it ever is. So I just want to maybe check you guys a little bit. I'm like, are we sure? Is this there? Uh, I, you know, I, can you be honest? Be honest with yourselves for a little bit. TC, what are you, what are you, what are you seeing? Is it Listen, there? Or is I've it seen a lot of top like fives her, and her English brethren uh, that we I'm see seeing, throughout you know, a CME Very similar. Championship. I know. Yeah. There's, there's some similarities there. Uh, I don't know. She's, I think neither has won on the PGA tour Yeah, kind of a late bloomer a little bit, like getting better and better later. And she's 27, which is like 60 in women's golf years. <laughs> Both uh, love Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's so, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I totally see it. She plays with swag. Uh, you know, like people were on her about the pre-shot routine. Normally I hate slow play. She's not a slow player. No, she's she so gets fast. up and does it. It she's fast. Like she's super fast. She just she she has that that pre-shot routine that's very set and she does it every time, but it is the same thing every single time. Yeah. She and she does her work while while everybody else is playing, you know. It's great. Guys, guys the final group played in 4 hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. And I think had they had their druthers, they would have played in Three hours, like like Louis was like pushing, pushing, pushing. It was it was crazy fast pace. Louis was upset because they obviously didn't have that many like soft cams out there, so like cameramen are like sprinting all over the place trying to get behind them, and there she's just like, oh come on, like telling like golf, like get the carts closer then so like we can hit these shots. 
Uh, DJ, to your point. Hey, hey real, real quick. Speaking of hitting shots, we got to pay some bills here, oh. Cody. We're way, we're way over Hold time. On. Can, can, uh, do you promise to throw it back to me for a, a I Charlie? Promise. Thought? I absolutely yeah, okay. promise. Think about it. Get it. Get it real tight on what you want to say, because you know, get get back into that radio. We can't be cutting you off yeah. mid story. Uh, TC, pay some bills with Titleist here. Oh, I, DJ, I would love to. Uh, as you guys know, the Titleist T series irons just came out. The new one hundreds. T-150s, which most of us are in, uh, T-200s, T-350s. According to sources, which is myself, uh, Cody is absolutely (laughs) flushing his new mix set of T-200s and 150s. And he is, I mean, it's crazy. I'm not sure what you saw out at Woking or in the uh, Pro-Am, but at Sand Hills, I saw Cody absolutely flushing the ball like my guy H-E down there at Sea Island. I mean, it was was a laser show. How'd it go, Cody? Yeah, I, I absolutely love these islands, uh, these irons. Big's over here just trying to give me a hard time already while we're trying to make some business happen. Anyway, I got fit. TC, you were with me. You, I know you both. You're also in this combo set as well, but uh, hitting the ball, absolutely amazing. I switched from the 100Ss to the new T150s. Uh, the reason why I did that primarily is because I get more speed through the, you know, through the surface. I would have some misses with my 100, 100Ss and, and a lot of heel strikes that the 150s making up for. The 150s, they look amazing. They're almost the same profile. Uh, they look thin from the top. That's what I really liked about my 100s. Um, it, I don't know. I, I think I, I hate to be put myself in this position to talk about like flushing it like that. I appreciate the kind words that you said. You're so humble. That's I awesome, man. played amazing in the Pro-Am. We had the opportunity to play the Pro-Am Tuesday. Uh, out here at Walton Heath, absolutely did not miss an iron shot at all. Played at Woking with Randy, did not miss an iron shot at all. Had some putting issues. DJ, I know that's your block, but this is uh, we gotta, Yeah, I'd love to get you back in the lab. We'll, we'll, we'll do another putting lesson here shortly. I know, but the, yeah. honestly, this little tiny change that I made between club heads, literally like focused in yardages, what my distance control actually is, and it, it's been like a huge, huge help for me. Well, folks, there you have it. Uh, T-Series fittings are available now. Head over to Titleist.com to find a fitter or a fitting event near you. Uh, and you can be like us. You can be in the 150s for the most part. I think Randy's still in the 100s, actually. I so. am. <laughs> Premium ball <laughs> strikers only in the 100s. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. Hey, Randy, I, I feel like you got some more thoughts on Charlie Hall. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think I think we're overlooking some of the Solheim's killings that, we've, that, that she has on yeah. the wall. I, I think she's bagged some bodies at the Solheim Cup. Again, man, who did God, who's this who's this? Randy, like? you better you better watch out talking about bagging bodies when you're in the UK. They'll come at you like they came out they you know they came for for, for Ali Ewing. They came for Brian Harmon came but, for Cody. I, I need to I, I mean we need to just say it. Okay, TC and I it's our it's our number one term of endearment for for women. TC like she's a bad bitch, but period. Yes. Point blank. Yes. And, and and I say that in like complete respect because she she owns who she is. She's living the life that she wants to live. She's she's unapologetic about the way she does everything. And I find that so admirable. And you know, we can talk like on the men's side, like, oh, big dick this and big you know it's like what what are the what's the vocabulary we can we we're allowed to use on the women's side because that's what charlie is 
when 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 I say she has swagger, it's like I think she's the fucking coolest golfer <laughs> going right now. Like honestly, I was a little bit disappointed in her her outfits this weekend. I thought I that played a role. You yeah, know, she had some great outfits Thursday, Friday, and it was just kind of toned down. Well, yeah, conditions. You know, you got you never know when that rain's gonna pop up in these beautiful English summers. So she got to wear the rain pants. I'm sure the legs get cold in those skirts. So you got to throw the bottoms on. You never know when a new top's going on. But what what I do know is that whatever Charlie starts a round in, that's what she she plays the entire round in it. She does not change. So she will not take the bottoms off if she puts her waterproof pants on. If and she's playing well, right? She, no, period. Oh, okay. Period. Very superstitious about it. Also, Randy's hey, me, yeah. yelling over here. That's how jacked up he is about Charlie. <laughs> I mean, He's just screaming in my ear. I, I, I mean, we, honestly, I, I haven't seen him this excited and fired up. He even went, you know, the stage session that we did, we had like, I don't know, maybe 50 people sitting there watching the little live show that he did. He absolutely, first, he asked the question, but then answered for himself before me. And of course he chose the hometown favorite and then completely set me up to be like, Oh, the bad guy. Here comes the bad guy. Going to pick Lilia. I think I was setting you up for success. You know, I, I think you're well, looking, looking at, it, at it now. Glass half empty there, my man. Uh, Speaking of setting up for success here, can I set you guys up for success? We're 40 minutes into this. we got a lot of stuff to get yes, to. Yes. Yes. But I, I kind of rapid fire here. The protester. Was that on 17? So <laughs> sick. So sick. <laughs> I have never, like, I, I was, like, edge of my seat, my proverbial seat when, like, oh, and, of course, we've got some climate protesters out here. Let's throw it over to Big Randy. I was like, fuck, yes. What's he gonna, he's about to get fired. What's he going to say? I know. And he just played it. I mean, just absolutely took the pitch. It was TC, so disappointing. Do you, I, I know they were, these are the same people that were at Wimbledon. I, I hope yeah. I pronounced that correctly. I don't Wim know. You tell me. Wimbledon. <laughs> We're, uh, Did you get to watch Tottenham today, Randy? Tottenham had a big draw, 2-2. <laughs> We're fine. We got the result on the road. Come on, Randy's been texting. Come on. He's been texting Poosh and I all day about how he's, he's a Spurs fan now. <laughs> Sorry. Go so, ahead. The protesters. Yeah. I was kind of hoping we would break down the protest. But no, uh, they did not. BBC they, they, Radio did not want anything were, to do with it. They were steering me away from that. <laughs> yeah. What I what I will say is that uh, you know Charlie pulled that iron shot left into a crazy ass lie. I thought she hit a phenomenal shot there. These protesters did, yeah. had proper golf etiquette. <laughs> they could have they could have pulled the smoke and ran out onto the green when that whole debacle was going on. But they waited until after he, she hit that shot. To pop that pink smoke, they should have done a little earlier. Try to throw Lily off her game. I I don't know who they were, you know. Are who, they who they were going for? But are they a separate faction than the group that was out at Sabonic? I'm sure so. this has to be like yeah. the the. I don't know. Those guys seem like kind of fluffers. Did you guys that. see uh, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, the movie? No. no, it's on my list. It could be that situation. Provocative, mm. provocative. By shit. the way, why are people all over the, about my lighting tonight? I didn't do anything different, and I can't get it right tonight. Everybody's. I don't know. You know, it, it looks know, fine man. now. It was a little hostile yeah. earlier. You're yeah, looking yeah. like you're right the, the, the Trinity right. Escort right, keep, out keep, outside keep your garage. Throwing, keep throwing them at us. Continuing on. Anything else you guys want to say about the radio crew? They are marvelous. Ollie, okay. Steve, Steve Tabby. Ollie, uh, oh shit, what's his last name? Cody Vamp for me while I look up all the names. Yeah, the whole crew. Oh, I mean, this go. is kind of yeah. a picture. We had a, a couple of them 
take off early for podcast listeners. We'll post, uh, Randy and I are going to post some stuff because it truly was an amazing week with a great group of people. Like we said, when we first came, you know, we said we're going to come over to the open. The RNA reached out and said, maybe there's something that, you know, we can work out together. And they threw radio out there. I was extremely nervous because I know how highly people think of radio over here. It, it was a nerve wracking experience, but this crew made us like feel warm, welcome. And, and honestly, just like fit right in. I, I was blown away. I think the, there's two other Americans on the team with us the whole time. Beth Allen, uh, long time, you know, PGA LPGA tour player. And then let tour player just retired a couple years ago. And then, um, Matt Adams, Matt Adams. Yeah. Fairways of life guy. Uh, which I never met before. I've heard a lot. I've seen him on Golf Channel, everything else like that. But he is like one of the best radio, like live golf callers I've I've ever been around. It was phenomenal. He took me under his tutelage uh, the first day we were here, and like from then on, they were just like, "Yeah, you know, we we taught you how to do this, so so go do it." And I'm like, "Well, okay, yeah. like kind of." I guess I've I've learned to swim now, and you just want me to go off by myself, but that's cool, and you just go figure it out. So Ollie and Ian, Steve yeah. Tab, those were the lead producers. They they made our life wonderful. Uh, Marcus and Di were the presenters. They were fantastic. Di was just a whirlwind of energy. I loved hanging out with her. Um, you mentioned Beth Allen, but Cat Down, Sophie Walker uh rob lee i mean literally i am i apologize i'm not going to name everybody but the behind this the is scenes like an guy, academy awards i know uh, i know start playing the music on me true. cody yeah but but it's well, you know what I, i'm gonna play the music on you no, you no, guys no. Have been let me just say something <laughs> let me just say in all sincerity i think cody and i it, it was like one of the, the most enjoyable weeks for us because it was such a fun experience it's such a welcoming fun group of people to be around and they were so patient with us. They, they, you know, worked with us. Ian Carter invited us over for dinner. It just was, they, they truly made our week. So we can't say thanks enough to them. Love it. Hell love yeah. It. Congrats was, on a great week, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Bummed to, bummed to miss it. Uh, any, any critiques for the RNA? Any, anything that you wish would be done differently? Yeah. So spending the week there, the big one, they got to fix branding they gotta fix the logo they, they just they don't incorporate the local club logo at all so everything in the merch tent is just aig women's open and it just uh, it, it's it's not good enough you know it, it's the biggest miss in my opinion that's okay. one thing i think the second thing because the radio is is such a compliment to like being out on the course if if you're a spectator either having those for sale or better yet, like providing them to the people would be wonderful. I think that would go a long way. And then we were kind of talking about it. Like, I, I think if you're going to like label the male winner, the champion golfer of the year, like just do it for the, on the woman's side too. Like what, yeah. what what's it going to hurt? What's it, you know, it's like, come on, let's, let's get it together there. At the same time, complaining about like branding and stuff, AIG extended their partnership till 2030. Purses continue to go up. This is a $9 million purse. Uh, yeah. Great, I think, great golf courses that they're going to next year. This championship is at the old course. That's pretty mm -hmm. damn cool. Very, very excited about that. 
And honestly, Walton Heath, like a 36-hole facility, the club was absolutely amazing. Like the members, everybody that we met, um, like the, it, the it, build out itself was yeah. impressive. The the Festival Village truly it felt like a major championship. And I think it put to shame, you know, the build outs at even Pebble Beach with the USGA. Like I have not been to a uh, a, a women's major that felt this big. And I thought, you know, Lilia said that in her uh, trophy ceremony speech. She was like, These, this was the biggest crowd I've ever played in front of. This was the loudest crowd I've ever played in front of. Damn. And the people around London, the people of Surrey, Walton Heath, they sh they showed the fuck up. And it was, it was impressive. Lilia's quote here, we're showing it on the screen for the live show. Quote, this has been the best crowd I have ever played in, in front of in my life. I will remember. I can't read it, Cody. Can you read it for me? I will remember this moment for the rest of my life. Thank you. And so will I. Honestly, we heard that a couple <laughs> times from different players to the point where I was like, I don't think they're just like saying that. I, I think it truly was that good of an atmosphere. And I think the other, I mean, I know this is obvious, but it just bears repeating at every possible turn. I feel like it's just how much the venues matter, man. Yeah. Like I, I can, I'm speaking hyper personally here and anecdotally, but like, I can't tell you how much more my interest in women's golf has spiked the more that the USGA goes to awesome golf courses. The more that, you know, I mean, mark the women's open at St. Andrews, like top of my list, yeah. you know, for, yeah. for next year, right? Like what a perfect example of another one that's like, that, that that's, God, that stuff just matters so much and adds up and adds up and adds up. It's the same thing for the women's in. Like I'm yeah. watching that right now at Bel Air, you know, same thing. To tie a bow on this, other impressive performances, I know we, we mentioned Corpus, Celine Boutier, all things considered, I, really solid T16. Guys, I got a nickname. Um, I, I got a nickname I'd like to offer for yeah, Allison okay. Corpus. Can we call her something about gingivitis? <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a it's a death that creeps in through the gums. You you don't quite see it coming until it's too late. Cody and I were were thinking about that yesterday. It's just such a hostile visual. Yeah. I don't remember talking about. I feel like maybe like carbon yeah. monoxide. No, I remember yeah, I think you're tired, big tapes, guy. Like <laughs> a boa constrictor. Yes. She she just is like the okay. silent. Maybe carbon monoxide. I don't know how well, carbon monoxide. Killer. Co. Her first, you know, first two letters of yeah, her last name. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, no, that was a good yeah. place to start from. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Cody, yeah. Thanks for going with me down that path. I appreciate your support. Yeah, that was there. a tough visual. T, I got yeah. a question for you. I, I know that uh, 66 66 on the weekend to not win is the Mackenzie Hughes. I want to nominate yeah. maybe 75 75 to not win as the Howard Hughes, uh, <laughs> where you just completely go into hiding. That would be the uh, Allie Ewing's weekend. Yeah, that looked like a, you know, I think it felt a little bit different than the Harmon thing as soon as her round started on, on Saturday. Well, Harmon uh, had those like rocky moments, but then he just like immediately yeah. like slapped himself back in and and didn't her, let it go. Her drivers didn't look good, and her irons didn't look good on Saturday, you know. So, uh, gosh, Mama Sita T twenty one. That's my girl. You feel me? I still think she's <laughs> a manipulator. I didn't see a shot that she hit. I I saw enough of her at Pebble Beach. I don't think she's. I'm I'm not buying yeah. what she's selling. Uh, we had missed cuts from Madeline, Brooke, Lydia, Lexi. Um, how'd Rose play? Not good. I like yeah. maybe D plus game, 
she she yeah. looked out of sorts. She was she was bad with her wedges, which like if that's she she's just not a bad wedge player. In fact, she's a great wedge player. So it's I don't know, maybe some tiredness. Um not yeah. a factor. Disappointing. Okay. Anything else? Shout out to Angel too. And I apologize on behalf of Lynn. I'm sorry, guys. She's not you. quite ready for prime time, I guess. So I think you. that's a that's a great transition into uh yeah. Memphis, isn't it? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> uh great yeah. week. Let me just say great week, great event. I'm so thrilled with with the champion we got. Uh it's can't wait for Solheim next month. So yeah. yeah. Let's go to Memphis. Oh. TC, you know, should we should we start with with how you're feeling? You know, just like tell us how how are you, man? You know what, Randy? Real quick, I'm feeling great, and you know why? Because I'm wearing this Mizzen and Main hoodie. Yeah, there oh, it is. Me, dog. You feel me? There it is. God, I saw uh, TC breaking up the backside. I knew he was gonna be wide open for that one. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, this one's got some some. Uh, yeah, hey, everybody in the comments is calling me Kenny Rogers Roasters. Uh, <laughs> Kramer <laughs> needs to stop. Uh, this thing's got some pockets here. Uh, really, really nice kind of kind of pockets. It's a great. Uh, no. It, yeah, it's it's fantastic. They're famous for their performance fabric dress shirts. Uh, these are you know dress shirts Neil's been wearing for decades now. But they do more than dress shirts. They do polos, pants, pullovers, hoodies, shorts, t-shirts, all of it. These are the clothes that uh, we like wearing. We want to you know kind of dress it up a little bit, but still stay comfortable. So they are big fans of Strap Nation. So type in Strapped S T R A P P E D strapped all caps 35 bucks off of a purchase of 125 dollars or more that, that's a this heck of a deal randy mizzen and main.com uh and they said they've got also a c-suite discount uh that's for zero dollars off because c-suiters we don't need discounts and then sure. sorry the narc they don't have anything for you bud that's all right i've got some comp stuff from you know i'm kind of in both camps as as yeah. always but uh, you know this is stuff that i would wear uh, you know, here I got the AC jacked up. It's like a million degrees here. Uh, but also, you know, I would wear it to a business meeting too. Yeah, so, that's right. Isn't it Thanks for their support. Going to Memphis, we have the uh, FedEx St. Jude Championship. Lucas Glover, I did not have this. Uh, I, I probably should have paid closer attention. Didn't have Lucas Glover winning back-to-back -back, uh, events in August, uh, as you see him cooling his hands down in the uh, in the cooler, uh, just off the 18th tee there, I believe. Uh, Lucas Glover, your winner in a playoff over Pat Cantlay, the Tool Man. Uh, we've got Hammer Rory, time, baby. We've got Rory a shot back. We've got Tom Fleetwood a shot back. Got to think we're going to get to that. Taylor Moore, 12 under. A uh, couple back. Corey Connors, nice week for him. Adam Shank, a nice week for him. Cam Davis, Sung J M, Russell Henley, Jordan Spieth, and Max Homa, all T6. Uh, where do we want to go first? I mean, yeah, I can kind of do some rapid fire stuff here. First please. of all, it was hot. It was hot as fuck. Like, like crazy. Was like heat index of like 115 or something. Yeah, like awful. Like, like that, that they, so, so they had a weather, a weather delay today. I can't talk. And, um, it actually cooled things down. I think it made it a lot more tolerable. Uh, it's crazy to see Lucas Glover playing without a glove in swamp conditions. Stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, Taylor Moore shows up wearing all black. And well. 
I, I just got I got to butt in real quick because I, shout out to our guy Trevor Immelman was doing some reporting on that. He's like, you know, he heard all these people complaining about the heat and it just it just fueled him even more. And he came out in all black today. And then by like the what was it, like the 13th hole or he whatever. He said he gets his energy from the sun. The sun gives him energy. I couldn't remember if that was him or if that was Gary Player. If if Trevor was re- relaying uh, that from Gary Player as like he used to wear all black because he that he said he got energy from the sun, which I mean, is the kind of shit that I would have started saying absolutely i mean i dare you to prove him wrong there <laughs> well he i mean he had he had we a, ended like up changing a, shirts either way shank <laughs> out of the bunker almost he had another shank that Don was very hostile about that like she was very adamant that it wasn't a shank hit it so into that a, was a shank hit it into a bush yeah they were, they <laughs> were i mean they all but were like no Dottie. he like that was a shank like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay maybe he didn't shank it but he yeah he hit it like 70 yards dead right short the fact that he shot 71 was was pretty admirable considering yeah. all the places he was but you know we'll get the tommy stuff out of the way here 66 66 66 68 Comes out today, you know, he played really well. He putted his ass off. He was number one in putting coming into Sunday. Birdie's number one. And then makes this this really, really bad bogey on two. Sure. Like, hits iron off the tee, dumps in the left rough. Almost then, a bad Santa ball on one. Yeah. like Right, almost down, the, right down the shaft. And then, you know, lays back on two, misses the fairway with the iron to, like, a diabolical hole location. Like, props to the tour's set up people for that one that was sick um makes a bad bogey makes a par on a pretty easy par five number three uh and then kind of steadies the ship but he he missed missed two shorties yeah yeah (laughs) what was the whole where he missed like the three footer uh i think that was six maybe but listen that Uh, was that was where i was like it was it was four it was four feet two inches and he missed Uh, another another five footer which you know when you lose by one, you just TC, you got to maybe put those under a microscope. Yeah. Like, no, for sure. I mean, you know, he made a bomb on 11. He made a couple long ones. Overall, it was, I don't know. He like weird, weird eight iron. He had eight iron into the par five 16th, rinses that in the bunker, gets up and down for, for birdie. And then 17, he had a good putt on 17. Like his, you can just tell his speed's just not natural. Right. And then 18, I felt like he was going to hit a really good. Iron into 18, little gap wedge there. Spieth ices him. This mm. one hurts. This one hurts worse than the other ones, guys. For some reason, really, this hurts, uh, hurts worse than losing the open in his home. It does country. just because, yeah, home that was like a slow bleed. Like you knew that wasn't gonna like when, happen when you when you flew across the ocean to to go watch. You know what? Like at least that it's like I knew I wasn't gonna win by like you know the time you're halfway hole. there. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this one. It's like man, that was. It was so close, man. And it's just, and then for Patrick Cantlay of all people to come through and, and, and beat him, you know, along with Lucas Glover, we'll get to Glover here in a sec. I was but gonna say, didn't man, Lucas Glover actually, it was him? just, it's like, it, it, it's, it's fucking crazy, man. It's maddening. I'm like, like I'm, I'm emotionally bankrupt right now. I have nothing left to give. It's going to take me another couple days to, I got to go to the Chicago this week. I'm gonna try to have dinner with Tommy, and we're, we're gonna get this thing on the rails. You know, John reminds me of like a, a guy who keeps coming up in front of a parole board and just refuses to admit <laughs> that he that he did anything wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, Mr. Carter, that that's all that's all well and good. I just, if I understand it here, you will not be uh, you will not be apologizing. Is that is that right? 
I mean, all right. So going back to we're all denied, we're all denied. <laughs> going back to Hilton Head, T15, T5, T18, cut, lost in a playoff, T5, cut, T6, T10, T3. I mean, he's playing TC. brilliant golf right now. Totally. TC. Brilliant God, golf. I feel like we've been through this before. <laughs> TC, I have a legitimate question I want to ask you. Does Tommy need what? to – I, I think Tommy's in that weird zone where uh, Big Tone was for a little bit, where he was – oh, boy, our camera – oh, boy, Sarge. Uh, if you can still hear me. I think we got yeah, you. We, we got you. We can hear you. It is oh God, you got to your radio, you. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> is Fleetwood is Fleetwood too good? Where he's caught in this mm-hmm. middle, he needs to go down and play like the Puerto Rico Open. He needs to go play some <laughs> lesser events just to win them. Remember when Solly got at his wits end and he said, you know what? Big Tone would actually have a lot of wins if he wasn't so good. He was playing too many good events. That's why he's not winning. I think it's something to consider at dinner in Chicago. Guys, I'm I'm not going to go there. I was, you know, he hit his wedges okay this week. I thought he was going to be a little bit better with his wedges today. The putter seems to be turning around. He's working with Butch. He, he was out in Vegas with Butch or down in Florida with Butch. I mean, he, he he's already playing lower tier events. He played the Canadian Open for God's sake, the Ontario Open. Sure, you know, it, I don't know. I just I'm still buying. We're gonna win. We're probably gonna win this week at Olympia Fields. It's just so unfortunate. What I think is, you know, what this has brought you to, which is just really riding so hard for the for the FedEx Cup playoffs. <laughs> when you when that was your takeaway after the open, after he gacked the open in his hometown, TC said, you know what? Keep the faith. I think he might win the FedEx Cup. <laughs> as as a, a dunk, it was true. Shut just up. Like, like TC, shot that's sixty eight today. No, I'm just so unbecoming I'm, of, of a, a taste of It's gross. <laughs> Shit's gross. People are shitting on his game off the tee. He was 13th in strokes gained off the tee today. He gained strokes approach. He gacked two two short putts and, and you lost know, I was gonna say, God, two two shots. Where are you gonna find those? Man, I just I, you know, if there was somebody that came to mind that just the last two weeks made every fucking putt they needed to make, I just I wonder I wonder who that would be and what that would look like. I would anyway we, Lucas Clover is what yeah. Anyway, speaking of of you know, picks and people who I believed <laughs> in this week, in. Lucas Glover, the fund was well, all you guys apologize to me. <laughs> yeah. Fun had Cam Davis this week. Cam Cam Davis finished. Oh, you uh, called quote a nuke. Would have been a six. <laughs> I had forty nugs on him you at, at uh, nuke. <laughs> I had forty nugs on Cam Davis to win at plus sixty five hundred. That would have that would have been the widow maker. For you guys, I mean that would have been a weapon of mass destruction. Uh, I had Tommy to win, and I had I had. Uh, Lucas Glover to win plus seventy five hundred. We haven't been that close to total annihilation since that one Russian uh, scientist decided it was a it was a false alarm back in like the seventies. <laughs> it's exactly right. Luckily, luckily, uh, you know, Randy and anybody who's seen Oppenheimer, you know, TC and his family uh, honeymooned with Cam Davis, so they had to call <laughs> off that strike. Uh, uh, in all seriousness, Lucas Glover. I don't know how many feet of putts he made. Oh, dude, it was a lot. And like, he had to make every single one of them to be there at the end. And, uh, it, uh, like it's, I've never seen anything like this, a reversal of someone's putting fortunes, putting abilities 
quite like this Lucas Glover situation. A hundred and hundred and nine feet of putts made, TC. Ooh. It was crazy. Like the one, like like on so on fourteen, he's just cruising along, <laughs> like he's he's killing people. So actually, thirteen hits it in the bunker, or sorry, hits it to the side of the bunker. He's got to like NASCAR it out of there, and then gets up and down like worst lie of the day. This thing's embedded basically. And Lucas is playing the game the right way. Tried tried to get a second opinion, but was cool with it. Ends up gouging onto the green, somehow making par, making the putt, makes like a what's that 20, 25 footer there. And then he goes to 14 and he just totally like opens the face and just fillets one into the water. Big, like big out time of draw nowhere. that didn't draw type of situation. Yeah, like, like, you know, water all up the right, doesn't even think about crossing land. <laughs> Gets up there and like Gets it up and down from, you know, 135. Yeah, 135 yards out. Makes a bomb there. And then, you know, ends up uh, like a total Houdini play on 17 as well. Drives it up the left um, and, and you know, gouges it up to like 60 yards out and then gets up and down from there. It was nuts. <laughs> yeah, I I've, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I would even like compare this run to. Is it kind right? of? It's like didn't Horschel have a run like this several? That's what I was, I was gonna say. I mean, that's that's what comes to mind. But also, like, yeah, he was like young and exciting, and like, oh, this is guy's gonna be like the world beater. This was this is just like, man, Lucas Glover. Like, that's kind that's kind of random, huh? Like, it, <laughs> I didn't didn't see that one coming. Is it's kind of just how it feels. Yeah, Mark Wilson win a bunch. Over like a short amount of that time. That wasn't like West. That was more like Hawaii West Coast. Yeah, he's a West yeah. Coast killer. But yeah, that was. It's very much like a. Uh, I don't know. It's bizarre because he's the same ball striker he's always been. Uh, he didn't drive it great today. He, he you know, he kind of struggled off the tee a little bit more than he had the rest of the week. Um, but it, it's just it, it like it looks like he's playing a different sport now. It's it's wild. Big, are, are we are we ready to talk Ryder Cup stuff oh, with Lucas? Been, been waiting for it. I mean, how can we leave him off? Seriously, I don't know. TC, you want you want to get yourself on the record here? What what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm full supportive. You know, granted, like my opinion doesn't count for this. Um, although I, I think Ludwig is going over. He's going to play over in Europe, so he's 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 abiding by Captain Donald what he wants him to do. Uh, but yeah, Lucas, I think. I don't know, between like Big Tone, Lucas, JT, it's like, all right, like Matt Kuchar made the playoffs. JT didn't even make the playoffs. Like, you know, and like all these people that are like, oh, well, like, here's what matters in 45 days, who's going to be playing better? And I'm like, well, Lucas Glover, like his ball striking is probably going to be exactly the same as it is now, as it was 10 years ago, as it was 16 years ago. Like, it's exactly the same. Yeah. His putting's just a lot better now. So the guys that are automatically on, let's let's start there. So these are, you know, so the uh, qualifications end next week after BMW. So obviously we're going to talk about this a lot more. But Scotty Scheffler, oh, the boys' camera is back. Welcome. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay are the guys that are in right now. Uh, this has not been updated, although I don't really know what would uh, necessarily change. Max is number seven, Cam Young, number eight, Jordan Spieth, number nine, Keegan Bradley, number 10, Colin Morikawa, number 11, Sam Burns, number 12. I would say prevailing wisdom probably has Ricky moving into that team outside yep. from number 13, which kicks off probably either Keegan Bradley or Sam Burns, I would say. And then you kind of have that last spot where it's like 
you can pick one of these guys, Keegan, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, and then you start getting into Denny McCarthy, Kurt Kitayama, Harris English, Finau, Henley, like some of those guys. And then uh, obviously, you know, here comes Lucas Glover uh, rocketing up the up the rankings. He he moved up to 35th last week. He's probably going to move up round about, I don't know, 18th, something like that, 20th. Um, I will so say I, my 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 Denny McCarthyism. Yeah, take uh, he finished DFL this week. Ah, uh, that's tough. So that was that was a tough break for a, for us McCarthyists. Bit of a red scare. No no red numbers <laughs> for for Mister McCarthy. Uh, so I guess my my thoughts on it were, you know, I, I was kind of very pro JT for the last couple months, just because there wasn't really a an American that was kind of kicking the goddamn door down right where it's like do you really want jt or x and now that i mean lucas glover's kind of doing exactly that so i'm i'm with you tc i think it's truly like a a 50 50 ball for me right now and i I can like pick one if you want me to be hot takey and i guess i I would pick jt right now just because i think it's fun but i think it's truly like is it fun though i think it's fun that like to piss people off or fun no i think it's I think it's fun that you have. You might as well pick this, Mickelson. This is yeah. You could certainly <laughs> talk me into that, Bryson. You could certainly talk me into. No, I think it's fun to have. This is to take nothing away from Lucas Glover, who I really, really like. I think he's a fantastic player. It's been re- very fun to see his resurgence. But like, I think JT is kind of like a historic talent, and it's one of those things. It's like I, I kind of want to have you know. Like, hey, remember JT's weird Ryder Cup when he made it, you know, barely on a controversial pick and he did X. And whether he like falls on his face or whether he goes out and balls out, I think it's like way more interesting than, you know, Lucas Glover went out and went two and two or two and one or some of it to me is like, you know, it's like giving a millionaire a thousand bucks or giving like, you know, some dude on the street a thousand bucks. And like, I'm not, I'm not equating like, Lucas Glover is some dude on the street, but it's like he's never made a Ryder Cup before. He's never, I don't know. I just, and he's playing like, he's like, who's like, I bet he plays well next week too. And I bet he plays well in Atlanta as well. Like this conversation is only going to get louder and louder, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess unless he like just wears himself out, he's going to be fucking exhausted after this week. I would think. It's going to be, he's going to be tuckered out. Yeah. He's tired of playing all these mule like Randy. God. Somebody this way out of the pasture. Somebody on Twitter today called. We were talking, which we'll get to all the like, you know, seventy to one twenty-five kind of part on the on the money list. Someone called the pasture today, which which really made me laugh. Which TC, I got no laughs out of pasture Troy. Pasture uh, Troy was great. That was a great joke. (laughs) I missed that one. I was such a I was such a basket case this afternoon. I was walking around the neighborhood just like I had to get out of the house at one point because I couldn't emotionally handle the roller coaster i was on did you guys know cody actually told me this i'll I'll credit my guy my statistician cody did you know lucas glover did not play in a single major this year i did not know that that's (laughs) That's wild man that's wild and then you you start getting into these like events where people are talking about how they can't feel their arms like (laughs) that you know it might not be his last major was is it gonna be hot in sweden or in is it gonna be hot in italy uh, it should be pretty nice. I think it's be pretty okay. pretty temperate. Cody, who, he, who are you taking? You can take Keegan, Sam Burns, JT, or Lucas Glover. 
Or Lucas Big Glover. Or Big Tone or Denny McCarthy or Kurt Kitayama. Lucas Glover. Why? Hell yeah. I mean, what's JT shown us that's like going to change? I, I understand. Well, he we're, can't. We're just, he didn't even we're qualify. Resting on past experiences and everything. That's that's great, but he hasn't done anything. Maybe he's getting it figured out down in down in Jupe. Then he's got like a then month. Show and a half. us. Show us. What do you want him out there posting Instagrams? Sure. <laughs> he's got to do something. He needs to go. Oh, obviously, it, well, actually, he doesn't have to do anything for us. He's doing everything he possibly can for. He needs to go beat up a mini tour or something. That's a sick idea. I didn't think about that. I mean, he could. could probably, he? God, he could probably could like corn fairy tour events, right? Yeah, he, like, he's you, not. You, just, you can't play corn fairy on weeks where you're qualified for the PJ tour. So he could like, basically say, "Hey, I'm trying to. God, I'm trying to sick block. I'm trying to prep for the Want fall series." Not, oh, now that is interesting. Or go play Euro Tour. TC, go, are, go are you officially calling on JT <laughs> to go play Corn Ferry Tour events? Either Corn Ferry <laughs> Tour or, I mean, what's next on Corn Ferry? Uh, I think JT going over and playing like the, the Czech Open or the the uh, the uh, European Masters as well. Maybe get him into some Roost events. <laughs> see how bad he wants it. Let's, let's see what we got next week. Splash we got OJ, the Magnet right? Championship. Yeah, splash yeah. of OJ. If you're listening, yeah. see if you, maybe reach out. Special invitation, guys. A magnet championship in uh, New Jersey next week. Can I can I just say something that tickled me from Twitter? DG, you made this great point. You, you aforementioned, you know, do we really need these seventy to one hundred and twenty five guys there? And you were saying, you know, Lucas was trying to hold off the likes of Spieth, Cantlay, Rory, Max, Hovland, Fleetwood, and then my guy. Abraham Lincoln chimes in right below and says he's also trying to hold off massive undercarriage chafing. <laughs> he was, uh, it was a, he truly, I think Robert Garrigus walked so that Lucas Glover could run yeah. down there in Memphis. Uh, you know, true. If you know, you know, situation, but maybe Google image that one, Robert Garrigus <laughs> Memphis. Cause that was, I mean, that was an, an apocalypse compared to what we saw. <laughs> yeah. compared to what we saw today. <laughs> But but yeah, and, the pants were the pants were tough for Lucas and Garrigus, you know, kind of melted down there at the oh, end. Oh, he made an eight on the last hole. <laughs> yeah. God, it was so sick. That's that one of my tough. top three favorite favorite golf tournaments ever. I I'll think. be honest, I was afraid Cantley was gonna make that last putt. For sure. Oh, I thought I <laughs> would have bet that was going in. <laughs> that would have been devastating. Just that would have been devastating for you guys, Cody and, mm. and Randy, having to stay oh, up for God, another, another, another playoff yeah. hole. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you know, gotta hand it to him. Great, great round from from the tool man, Patty ice 64 in the final round. That's like, yeah, I, that's like a drill 64. tweet. TC just under no say circumstances. Do you quote? Gotta hand it to PC. They're calling him Patty ice. TC. You He's know? got the worst logo in sports. That PC uh, thing on the, you know, on the back of his, his hat. Is what out. is up with so him bad. in the fucking FedEx playoffs? though? like he, he owns it's, it's like this cotton like, candy. It, it's yeah. not it's so infuriating though because then we're like oh yeah okay we're gonna play this again like he'll probably win next week and then we're just gonna play this game all year next year of like oh here come the majors what's patrick gonna do it's Nothing. basically like an nba star like not being able to like like he just doesn't perform at all like in the playoffs like in the stuff that matters which are the majors and then he shows up to like a three-on-three tournament or like the like like the in-season like, tournament that they, they're they going to do here. 
You know who? And he's gonna just yeah. You know just who, feed. Uh, Sharif Abdur Rahim <laughs> always had that that reputation. Just like the guys mm-hmm. that put up monster numbers on the worst teams, year after year after year. It's a great poll. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Yeah, please. Could be James Harden even, right? Mm. Well, yeah, mm, yeah. Mellow. Uh, <laughs> Deej, feel free to jump in and get this one back on the rails. <laughs> uh, TC, what did you think of the the uh, 70, 70 man playoffs in the first? You know round? what? Course, I liked it. Of course, traditionally was... the the top one twenty five yeah. get in. This year it was just the top seventy getting into. Uh, the first round, the FedEx, uh, I thought it was awesome. What What did you think? Yeah, I think I was, you know, they've thought the branding around it was terrible. Like, it looked like some, you know, I mean, <laughs> Michael Kim was openly shitting on it on Twitter. You, you pull that up, Cody. Um, you know, some, some of the branding looked like uh, impossible is what they play for. Like, what does that even mean? Impossible. Uh, nothing. I think we already knew that. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, some of the stuff they posted looks like Just, a bad, specifically like, talking about branding for the FedEx Cup playoffs as a whole, not specifically for the yeah, FedEx St. Jude's. Correct. I just want to make sure that people aren't there thinking that you're knocking St. Jude's or any of the great no, things no. that, that the chair they have no. going on there. Not at all. I don't even mind this course. Yep. Like you know, I would probably wouldn't play there in like mid-August. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, no, it's more like, it's just like they've they, all year, they've done such a poor job of differentiating all of the, the elevated or designated events, whatever you want to call them. The, Siggy, and, the Siggies. Yeah. And now it's, now I actually feel like the 70 for next year means something between 70 and 50 and 30, right? Like if you're not in that 50 and you're not in the top 30 in the world, like, cool. You're, you're, you're playing the mule events this year. And I thought they did a good job of of driving that home on the uh, on the telecast. And on some sense, it's almost like Boy Who Cried Wolf a little bit, where it's like yeah. we've heard we've heard for so long that like, oh my gosh, this one twenty five bubble, this is every this is what these guys play for. This is massive, blah 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 blah. And it's like, no no no, dude, this is like a whole other level now, right? It's like, uh, you know, th- there's just a lot of like guys that are not going to be playing in the biggest events of the year yeah, next like year. JT? Yeah, which I, I don't know if there's like which JT might my carve outs like, for OWGR or something he's like that. He's still inside the top 30 in the world. Yeah. In, oh, right, in, right, right. Or I, I I you know what I hesitate to say the world in the OWGR. Uh, because I think if the live guy like if Cam was there, he wouldn't be in the top 30. Yeah. JT wouldn't. So um, but yeah, like it's like Hideki's fine. Like Hideki finished outside the top 50, but he's clearly I think he actually moved fine. back in okay towards the end of the day. Um, but like Nick Hardy, for instance, like great season, like played his ass off, you know, won the Zurich with a partner, but like has played really, really well here the second half of the season and gotten healthy and like really wanted to make the top 50. He had kind of an emotional interview afterwards and it's, yeah, it's like a harbinger of like making the leap into that upper echelon of tour players. And, and I think the thing is before the entire tour was making the playoffs, it would be, you know, it would be like having a fucking like three and 14 season in the NFL and like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like we finished fourth in our division, but we still got to make the playoffs because you know, we weren't the absolute last place. Didn't finish outside the top 125 kind of thing. And now it's like that top 70 means something. The top 50 means something. And I guess the top 30 means something like I'm, I'm kind of struggling as to like 
the top 50 versus the top 30. I guess guys want to make it to the short championship, but yeah, that, that feels like a the, little bit more fraught, right? There's always like the Augusta invites kind of hinge on that sometimes. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of like performance bonuses and stuff like that, that, that is a little softer. But I think like when you really look at it, it's, it's kind of cool that, you know, the top five, six guys that ended up sneaking in to the signature, I'm sorry, not designated events for next year. Like Cam Davis, Cam Young, Hideki, Tom Hoagie, Harris English, Patrick Rogers are in, which all those guys like at one time or another kind of felt like they were having really good seasons, right? Cam Young kind of rose yeah. to the bell, like answered the bell when after playing some pretty bad golf the last couple of weeks, uh, kind of figured it out and, you know, kind of locked up like the the password to the ATM next week a little bit. Hideki, same thing. Cam Davis has had a really nice season. And then the guys who finished just on the outside were Mackenzie Hughes, Nick Hardy, Taylor Montgomery, Alex Smalley, Thomas Dietrich, Stephen Yeager, all guys that are kind of like, you know, would it have been a little weird to see most of those guys in the signature events next year? Like, yeah, probably would have, right? And Deej, like you, you tweeted about it earlier. Like, what's like, what's the difference for the fan between having seventy and like one hundred and twenty-five guys this week? No, I, th- I, I think it's like a pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a pretty awesome you know, example of like, obviously the fewer guys you have in there, the better chance that you have the big names, uh, you know, up towards the top of the leaderboard. I think they, I think they created a whole tour, uh, dedicated to that effect. Uh, and I think like the other thing is, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I was going back and forth with Michael Kim. We've, I feel like we mentioned him every week. Uh, Randy just mentioned him a minute ago, but he's kind of become like one of the, one of the uh, few guys on Twitter that still kind of engages in a, in a serious way and shares serious thoughts. And we're kind of going back and forth because he was like pretty legitimate gripe, right? He's number 78, 79, mm-hmm. I think, on the season-ending list. And so he did not get into the playoffs. And so it's kind of like one of those spots where it's like, man, this feels a little arbitrary where you drew the line, right? And they're giving away so many more points at BMW now, which me, or, yeah. or I'm sorry, at uh, FedEx now in the first leg of these playoffs. So like a lot of these guys from, you know, 51 to let's call it like 90, when, when you have so many more points in that first playoff, like you have a chance to really play into the top 50 and like it does kind of feel like a little bit of a playoff. And it probably feels a little arbitrary to a lot of those guys, like where you draw that line. But it's kind of interesting, I think, like who you give that lottery ticket to. And to yeah. me, I think it's like 20 guys feels like the right number, right? It's totally. like you have, you have to play really good to get in the top 70. And yeah. from there, yes, you have a chance for almost like this accelerated, you know, one week, can you get into the top 50 because it's going to change your entire year? I don't think it's as fair to, you know, let 80, 90, 100, certainly not 125 guys into that like lottery ticket. Yeah, you've got to draw the line somewhere. And, when, and I feel like they've always erred on the side of drawing, like drawing it too big. And now yeah. it's like, cool, let's let's err on the other side if we're gonna err on any side at all. Right. Agree. So yeah, stoked for BMW next week. Olympia Fields will be an awesome course for it. I've actually never been before. I'm stoked to see it. You know so. what? I've never been before either. I'm looking forward to seeing it as really? well. Yeah, never been. Uh I will uh I'll see you there uh this week, TC. I'm excited you, for it. You buying or selling anything you saw from Speeth this week? Uh, holding. I, I, I don't know enough to buy or sell these days. I feel like it's truly okay. like, don't know who's going to show up. It's a tough kind of, it, it's a tough, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's just a volatile, volatile market. Randy, uh, uh what about uh, you? Uh, I think I'm buying a little bit. He had that crazy bad drive down the stretch. There. <laughs> uh, 
Max seems to be trending a little bit. Uh, yeah. He'd never finished better than like 45th or something here. So uh, really nice job there. Um, Rory, new putter this week. Scotty, new putter this week. It seemed like Rory had a little bit more luck with his than Scotty. Uh, Scotty lost 4.4 strokes on the greens in, in the third round alone. Nice. Not good. Uh, really, really Great. tough there. So, and then, yeah, Matt Kuchar, like I said, made the playoffs for the 17th year in a row. That's not that. That's not sick. Yeah, that's, so, you know, what, what can you say, TC? Yeah. What how can you say it? that wasn't wasn't said in NLU podcast episode one? <laughs> how has he slipped the, uh, the, the far reach of the death panel? <laughs> the death panel seems like it's really cleaning stuff up a little you, bit. I think that's, say, that's the headline of the week. You put the fear of God into some corn fairy guys. <laughs> I did. I took a lot of flack for that last week too. That was. Uh, I gotta go. You know, I gotta go home to Denver and get with my guy Jimmy Hardcake. Tell him, you know, Jimmy, no Hardcake. My thing wasn't the guys doing, that have Keep been on that that are like career corn fairy guys. It's more the guys that like make $12 million on like the big tour and then come down and like want to play corn fairy tour for a few years. And, like, like, JT. JT. Like, like Jamie Lovemark, you know? So anyway, uh, did you guys watch any of live Bedminster? Oh my God. I, Cody put it on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it looks I, so hard. I mean, it, it is, it is golf for the ADHD generation or maybe I'm, I'm old, you know, I'll, I'll admit I'm, I'm certainly old. <laughs> I don't think I'm a fuddy duddy, but Holy shit. It was like, am I taking whippets? Like what the fuck <laughs> is going on? It's just too much. It's just too much. I can't TC. I didn't watch any, but I, you know, heartfelt congratulations. I know Ripper GC got it done for you. Yeah. The Rippers, uh, cam won by seven. Uh, Ripper GC won by 12 or 11 over the crushers. Uh, high flyers kind of, kind of collapsed there at the end smash 11th place mm. edged out the majestics at the very end. They were, oh. uh, they were thir- 35 shots back. So, Damn. uh, I hate yeah, cliques, another, another ninth place, you know, kind of midfield finish there, finished ahead of the iron heads. So got to wonder what's going on with the aces right now. Uh, bottom line, <laughs> Bedminster looked so hard, dude. I had, yeah, I played, go, go ahead, go ahead, Deej. Sorry. No, mine was a stupid story. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather take the stupid. It's 3 a.m. here. Give me the stupid story. <laughs> Uh, I, I was covering very quickly. I was covering this first leg of the playoffs one year in New Jersey. I think it was at Plainfield or something or Ridgewood, one of those two. And, uh, I was asking somebody to like set up golf the next day. And they're like, Oh yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm going to get you out at Bedminster. Uh, I was like, all right, well, you know, don't have anywhere else to play like that. That sounds great. would love to see it. Uh, got out there and he's like, don't even worry about it. Like I called the pro you guys are dialed. Uh, just show up, tell me you got an eight o'clock tea time and you'll be all set. I was like, all right, cool. Showed up with my guy, big play Ray, uh, out in, uh, in New Jersey, got to the guard gate. I was like, Hey, uh, uh, yeah. What can I do for you? I was like, uh, I'm DJ. Uh, I think I have like an eight o'clock tea time. Like, I don't, we don't, like, yeah, we don't do like tea times. What are you talking about? I was like, I think, yeah, I think like eight o'clock. I think like someone called someone they're like, uh, okay but like i don't i don't think so but like yeah i guess go ahead so they like waved us through no staff was there uh they were doing like a they were like there was like one person vacuuming the locker room 
because like apparently as we learned they had a uh, one o'clock shotgun that day uh oh. and they were not allowing any play on the golf course but one person was there and was just like i don't know i mean i guess if you could play before one like yeah <laughs> go knock yourself out and we like we're coming up 18 and people are freaking out like who the hell are these people that are on the golf course it was like a paylocity group that was going off brooks kepka's there like signing autographs and you know we're making double on 18 to finish it was uh it was a very weird experience randy i'm sorry i had to tell that whole story but i was <laughs> i was trying to back out of it but you you, you really pushed me there Anyways, what I'm saying is no, I didn't watch any of the live the live event this week. Uh, okay. it, looked, it looked awesome. My <laughs> guy Blandy finished 11th. Too. He continues his his hot streak. What team is he on? He's on the Cleeks. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. JC Nicholson was in the hunt, and then, yeah. and then made a quad. What yeah. happened to Phil and the High Flyers, man? They they just they, I mean they were like in second for a while. I think Phil like after all this Billy Walters stuff came out this week, Phil seems to like play really really well when all eyes are on him and the chips are down and like he's getting assailed from every <laughs> every direction and he just locks in and focuses and plays well it's like it's so weird man i think that's probably right um can which i well yeah we'll have one... plenty more on the billy walters stuff so uh i believe solly will have a podcast coming out this week um i believe with billy himself Correct. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, yeah. Watch this space. Yeah, uh, I think that one thing uh, I do want to shout out, and I will preface it with: I did not watch the video yet, but people seem to really have enjoyed it. Was the Phil and Bryson video? Did you watch it, Cody? Yeah, I sent that in fucking Slack. I wasn't even no. Cody I watches I everything. I Cody, watch. Cody listens Cody? to every podcast. Yeah. He watches every good good video. He watches every barstool video. He watches every Bryson video. And I just, you know, I, I think it. You know, do I think both of those people are like living cartoon characters? Yes, I do. But man, does that seem like an easy W to like create a lot of goodwill for both of those people? Does that do I think it takes away from any media rights? No, I don't. Like, I think it's I think it's something that's very cool that the PJ Tour like should have been doing a very very long time ago. And you know, I I applaud them for for getting it done. I know that they don't have the same TV contracts. I know they don't have the same like overhead and all of that shit, but it, it's, it's something that should be very, very easy. It's the same reason people for whatever reason seem to enjoy our stuff is like unfettered access to people that they enjoy watching on the golf course. Like that shouldn't be that fucking hard to figure out. And like, maybe I would know a little bit more about some of these guys that you're trying to market to me as impossible as nothing or whatever. If, if I could watch some of them in a little bit more low stakes context. Yeah. So, Shout out to them for getting that done. Again, I, I didn't watch it. Cody, was it good? Yeah, it was fucking awesome. But I think it's the Phil Mickelson that showed up on that video. Is the same Phil that we heard in the CBS booth. The same Phil that we've heard like when we've done in the past video shoots with him. Like he's he's electric. If he just has the platform to do it, and I I mean honestly, I wish live broadcasts were like that because now tuning in today with big and not realizing it. He's like, this is so much stuff going on. And it's like, there has to be a happy medium somewhere. I understand. I like how they're pushing boundaries on their like overall coverage, but there, there's a middle ground that needs to be met. And I think that video perfectly encapsulated it. Yeah. Here, here. And like, I think something else too is just watching, like we can transition into some of the U S women's Am stuff. Cause I think it's a good segue. A good segue is 
Bel Air was spectacular this week. And like, it's a bunch of handheld cameras out there just following yeah. a match, right? Like you don't have, like, you know, Andy and Brendan were talking about that on the shotgun start this week. You don't have to put every single bell and whistle and make everything as expensive as possible. Yeah. Sometimes people just want to see like a golf match, the golf course and some personalities and some legit competitiveness come out. Well, I think and, it's like, it's one of two things, right? Where it's like, I, this might be like a larger metaphor for the tour at large, but it's, you can't like get stuck in the middle. And that's where I feel like the tour has been stuck in the middle for a thousand years, right? Where it's like, like you can either make it small enough that it feels intimate. And it's exactly what you're saying, Tron, where it's like, Oh man, like, let me see these handheld cameras. Just get me some good audio. Like get me up close and personal. Let me just like watch golf and like feel like I'm watching golf. Or you can make it like a souped up, to a thousand supercharged event and like the PJ tour is neither of those things. And they're constantly trying to do little bits and pieces of both of those. They never actually get there on either side. Right. Yeah, And, and you can do both. Like you can do both in the same season, not at right. the same time, yeah, but right. you, can, you know, like yeah. you can flex either way kind of. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of a, kind of an overarching thing of like, yeah, there, like there's no focus on the product. The product's just these vapid bells and whistles that, you know, they basically used to, and like part of the reason Memphis was good today was because they had that weather delay and then they front loaded a lot of the commercials Yeah, and the CEO interview and could actually show golf down the <laughs> stretch like, and draw it out. Yeah. You know? felt like watching, watching like an actual product. Yeah. Uh, so. TC, should we talk about what's going on inside the moat? We should. It's, <laughs> I think it's the horniest organization in America. <laughs> Super H. I mean, they just, it's and like it's been like it's not Dude, like you want to maybe offer just like a hair of context to what you're talking about for those that are not following along. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> relatedly, unrelatedly, I don't know. Andy Pazder resigned. He was the what chief tournaments officer, chief competitions officer. All this stuff kind of rolled up to him. Uh, it was either everything was like either rolling up to him, Tyler Dennis, or Ron Price. It seems like there's like six people that work at the tour with this when there's like 800 employees. And recently the tour had, you know, put him on all sorts of different task force uh, opportunities and meeting groups and, you know, think tanks and all these things about the live negotiations. And, you know, like Pazder's like doing a lot of stuff at the tour. And so for them to put him on all these committees and all these councils the last few months, and then for him to resign this suddenly is like a massive, massive deal. And I think it's, it's in talking to a bunch of people at the tour, a bunch of people in the business who work with the tour, et cetera, talking to players, it's the tip of the iceberg. There's like the organization is rotting from within and it's been like that for a while. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I'm just massively hesitant to get into any of the, you know, personal stuff i know there's probably issues but i think it's like man there's a pretty long litany of organizations who have taken the position of like that person's no longer with the organization we will not be commenting on it and just doing that like over and over and over is like doesn't usually go well usually someone tends to connect those dots and uh <laughs> kind of swoops in to maybe figure out what's going on and i don't know it's just is a very weird situation when someone as visible as that and someone as kind of like rolled into the fabric of the organization as that just like leaves with no 
possible context and no explanation whatsoever is just obviously makes everybody's spidey sense go off i guess yeah and it's you know and like we're talking about people's families and people's livelihoods and there's a bunch of great people that work at the tour and i feel bad for those people because there's you know there's obviously malfeasance going on and there's there's you know relationships with direct reports and it's not just this one individual there's a bunch of different examples as well and you know like i i talked to marianne o'neill this week as well um who's currently has a uh gosh she's had a flamethrower out on twitter tc <laughs> yeah yeah she's i talked to her for quite a while uh on saturday volume she, tutor uh, right now she she had uh you know she has a some there's a, some ongoing litigation against tom pernice he's he's got a, a trial set for next month there's some domestic violence allegations there, witness intimidation, all sorts of stuff there. But, you know, like anybody at the tour can say what they want about her, but I think her her allegations have merit and she has like the receipts to back the shit up as well. And it's, you know, the way that the tour handled her complaint as well as it seems like others, not good. And Pazder was at the middle of that. Um, and it just, I don't know, it just shows you like what, you know, I don't think Jay's like this bad, malicious guy. I just don't think he's surrounded himself with very good people. And it's like you're six years in now, six and a half years into your your role, and you were deputy commissioner before, you were head of the players before. Like you had a good, you know, um, perspective on what the organization is and was and how to put your own stamp on it. And I know, you know, and COVID could have been something to grease the skids on that and make that happen, you know, quicker. Right. And he, and he's just totally dropped the ball and surrounded himself with, with some really like kind of malicious people, I think. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's plenty, plenty more to come. I think on that front. Yeah. I think the, the tour at, at large might be a watch this space. Is, Randy is, is Jay. <laughs> it strikes me just listening and from afar playing armchair psychologist, I guess it seems like Jay, maybe in like sports parlance, he's like too much of a player's coach. Like at some point, if you're leading an organization like that, you have to, you can't be everybody's best friend and you have to make some tough decisions. Yeah. But you also have to realize too, like when you have not just him, but like the person that he came in behind, when you continue, you sweep things under the rug and then the new yeah. boss continues to sweep things under the rug. And then you realize like, wow, there's so many like lumps and bumps and stuff under this rug. And you go to like, do we replace it or like, do we clean it or what's going on? He's people of, just continue to just be like, Oh no, we'll worry about that later. That's down the road. Keep moving yeah. on. It's totally kind of like the Tom Wong's games. For sure. <laughs> Dude, it's, it, that's that's fun. honestly, Randy, that's where I'm getting to with like, it's like this, it's like uh Waystar cruises. Like that's yeah. what it feels like over there within the moat. It's, it's crazy. There's good people leaving the organization. Like the, you know, I think half the sales teams resigned uh, either due to, you know, misconduct or because they're fed up with bullshit and, and colleagues doing bad stuff and no accountability. So, uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens here over the next, you know, three to six months. It sounds like Jay is probably out either way at the end of the year, um, you know, reading between the lines and, and talking to people. And, you know, it's 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 like, all right what's the next commissioner walking into between and like, should the person that's, that's negotiating the future of the tour be a lame duck? Like, does that make right. sense? No. Yeah. I mean, no, 
Oh God. It's just not, it's not a good, it's not a good spot. TC. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, and, and, and like, it's not just stuff. It's like, it's HR stuff and morale as well. Like some of these same people have been, you know, finding out about news from sponsors, right? Like the sponsors call them and say, Hey, why is Jay on, on CNBC with, you know, Yasser right now? And they have to find out from, you know, one of the title sponsors or, uh, I guess, I guess Pastor was in Memphis this week and, and Jay thought he had resigned already. Wait, what? He's a senior executive at the tour. How does he not know that he was in? There's no way yeah, he, the, the he up that Jay's. we have is overheating. That's what, what's keeps going on. So I'll cool it down as, as you vamp here, TC, but how would he not yeah. know? Or like members of his executive senior executive team are at. That's a great question, Cody. One that I've asked multiple people, and they don't seem to have a great answer for it, and they seem just as bewildered as me. Well, if anybody's looking for more uh, on the tour, KVV wrote a column. It's up on nolangup.com. Uh, that kind of speaks to some of this stuff. I I personally liked, you know, TC clearly uh, threw in the line about the app, uh, which I was just, a, <laughs> that was, that was TC's signature. That was kind of like when B the Billy Walters quote of them trying to, uh, you know, trying to disguise Billy Walters bets to make it sound like it was, it was actually Phil placing the bets. That's how I felt about the line about the app uh, inside KVV's story, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe that was, maybe that was KVV sharing that complaint. Well, it's, it's like, what has Jay actually accomplished? Right? Like the whole, like, Everybody's like, oh, he's delivering money to the players with like the media deal. That that whole media deal is like it's just the machine working that Tim Fincham set up. Tim Fincham and I would Dean Beeman like set up all this shit and like the machine keeps working and Jay knows how to work the machine, right? So he gets some credit there. But otherwise, like did the live under par thing, hasn't done dick on the international side or the global side with the game. Hasn't, you know, like didn't take any phone calls from PGL or live painted them into this corner. There's been just countless examples of like mismanagement, incompetence or complacency. Uh, I would, you know, interest of fairness. I would say COVID has been a pretty big buzzkill the last three years. Probably got a lot totally. of that weighing on his head. Totally. I but also like, you know, but even like wait. from a comms perspective, like, went on CNN, like chose, insisted on going on CNBC the morning the world was melting down to announce their, their tour deal. Like that's how much hubris they have. Andy you know? Johnson on the Friday, or the shotgun start, uh, brought up the vast acreage uh, line this week, which I had forgotten about, <laughs> but he was, he was talking about vast acreage on that morning. Uh, no, everybody should keep coming out to PJ tour events. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's watch this space. I think yeah. we'll, who knows what comes next. Anything else we want to get to? I think we might've lost the boys. Uh, yeah. Bel Air was spectacular this week. Great, great work. From USGA, uh, course showed out well back nine, especially the Foz's Creek lives on there. It's delightful. Uh, no, there's some awesome stuff there. I think the, the putts were a lot of misread putts up and down that Valley. Um, a lot of like, it, it was just, it was a perfect match play venue awesome uh the quarterfinals were sweet they were yeah. loaded in a way that we haven't seen at at men's or women's am in a long time um rachel heck latana stone anna davis Schofield, um and then like the yana wilson latana stone match in the round of 
16 was also awesome. Haley Borgia was super impressive, or Borja, I should say. Um, Schofield just won. She beat Latana pretty handily. Was in control the whole day. Um, but yeah, I was I was bummed that Saki Baba and Ingrid Lindblad and a couple of the other top AMs weren't there. They played in the women's open this week. So need to I don't think they're opposite one another next year, but need to schedule those yeah. a little bit better. And uh yeah, I don't know. Props to props to golf channel and USA for the uh commercial free coverage too. It was uh yeah. And we and we've got the men's am starting uh tomorrow at Cherry Hills. Yeah, uh, you were out there last week, right? I, well, I was. I'm working on a secret project. Can't tell anybody yeah. about it yet. Oh, the boys are back we're for back. the big finish. We're back, baby. Uh, Randy, any thoughts on Bel Air Country Club? Oh, good? my gosh. Was it playing beautifully? No, I didn't see a single shot. Sorry. Oh, you would have loved it, Randy. It was, I know. It was, I know. It was good action. I, I can't uh, tell heck- you, though, just on that topic. Sorry. You know, watching all the golf we did at Walton Heath and then coming back here and just seeing uh, the Memphis event, like, oh, <laughs> God, it's it's stark. Just just how the ball reacts, you know, the style of play. Oh. Uh, that was one of the things at Bel Air. Like, on the 17th hole, um, Anna Davis hit a drive, you know, in her semifinal match, and I think the ball was on the ground for, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> it was awesome. God, that course looks so cool. Wrapped. Uh, hey, speaking of Memphis, you give a shout out to our girl Rachel Heck. Yeah, you yeah. Know, came Keep back after his gnarly, gnarly surgery over the last year and recovery and injuries and coming back and not quite being ready and a lot of just ups and downs for her. So to come back and actually play like super crazy high level golf was awesome, awesome, awesome to see. So God, Randy did the Kyle Porter tweet. Without even thinking about it, that's, that's a really <laughs> yeah, good. Point. going true. from Walton Heath to Memphis. Um, yeah, uh, a couple other news and notes things. Some changes afoot over at Golf Channel. Uh, it was reported Mark Loomis is leaving um, as kind of the one of the or, or like you know head producers. Longtime NBC exec Sam Flood is taking over. Which I think uh, the context on Mark Loomis maybe not a name that people hear all the time, but was kind of the guy that was behind a lot of the developments Fox that was, you know, was widely praised at Fox pushing the envelope forward. Uh, You know, this is all projection and conjecture for me. I don't know if he ever really got the reins to do all that he probably wanted to do at the golf channel slash NBC. But uh, I don't know, man, kind of seems like somebody who, who does have their head on right. And who is kind of pushing towards like really, really good stuff in golf. Uh, being kind of pushed out so nbc continuing to to make very uh you know long-sighted wise decisions i'm sure we, yeah we ran and into then, uh well we didn't talk to her we just saw her solly's aunt molly was over here for a few days <laughs> which is program. shocking because aunt molly is it seems like taking her hands off the steering wheel of golf channel that was the other part of this news i guess as well well so, it's the women's and golf summit so you know uh nobody does more nobody does more for the game than nbc's golf channel um speaking of actually like Ernest doing stuff for the game, I want to give a shout out, congratulations to Malcolm and Fiona Duck. Yeah. For for their 19 years of stewardship at the Ducks Inn. Um, they they posted a Instagram reel uh yesterday or two days ago, basically said, Hey, 19 years was good for us. We're gonna take our next step and sell this place and and kind of waltz off into retirement. So uh, they brought a lot of joy to a lot of people and and really represented 
like what's best in the game and and a lot of a lot of people have gone there on golf trips ducks in is this spot um in aberlady kind of between like kilspindy and north barrack and edinburgh and it's just like a really fun golf themed bar and inn and restaurant with great food and and they've done an excellent job kind of you know creating that place from scratch i think our, our audience will remember it from episode one of our scotland season of tourist sauce one of my most yeah. memorable nights i i would say since doing this job sitting yeah, at the was, ducks in playing putting games off the bar doing all kinds of stuff it was that it was, was great for the mental like first board. sorry that was like my first night in scotland i'll, I'll always yeah. remember that night yeah. yeah so yeah just a true true gentleman in the game and and so best wishes to malcolm and fiona and i'm sure we'll see him down the road but Glad for them. And then uh, I wanted to give a shout out to the Joel Beal feature on this, this fraudster. This is, this, you know, Scott power guy. Uh, I haven't read it yet. I got it. I got it queued up for tonight. I'm going to read yeah. it. Read it kind of a wild one out of Columbus, Georgia. Uh, highly recommend that. And then, uh, yeah, we'll have a film room out this week. Hi man. I believe you're involved in that one. I am uh, me and KVV playing uh, some golf out in, uh, out in Virginia, the homestead. The greatest front porch in America. Uh, so we get to see KVV's game back on on camera. I think he was he was pretty rattled uh, after his his Huber project. Uh, you know, people came after about his chipping yips. Uh, so we'll get to see how that <laughs> progressed. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a fun fun match. We you know trying to come up with good stakes. We we decided since both of us are you know theoretically uh, went to journalism school, uh, the loser should have to write a a full-on essay uh about the winner uh and and we decided to do that in the style of dan jenkins so you can see uh wow, whoever wins or loses that one and the uh, ensuing essay is tacked on to the back of the video so that'll come out later this week uh st still no word on whether the the italy uh film room is coming out it's not coming out this week. On it? Here's, okay. here's the thing. It's sponsored by BMW. We're going to keep the light on the BMW championship this week, and then yeah. it's going to come out after that. All right. So we're going, to clear the, we're going to clear the way for, uh, you know, give that video its due and it, and it's uh, it's time in the sun. Just don't just don't wait. It's coming, guys. We've been getting a lot of lot of D, a lot of snarky DMs about it. Like, is this thing ever going to see the light of day? That's so, fine. That's fine. Get the, uh, we're getting people frothed up for it, man. Yeah. And then last two things. Yeah. As I said, we had the Billy Walters thing coming out this week. That'll be something to look forward to, uh, you know, probably Wednesday release on that. And then Trap Draw Owners Pod was out last week. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, that was a very fun one. We're going to keep those going. And uh, Perfect Club for the Bear coming out this week as well. Yeah, super topical. You know, the bear ended three months ago. Yeah. Uh, boys are have, have had some time to <laughs> have had some time to marinate. Uh, you know, we're we're going low and slow on this thing, TC. I love it. I love it. So, have you uh, watched yet? Or are you going to do it all in one night? I'm about halfway through. I'm okay. about to fire one up here after we get off. Hell yeah, so, uh, uh, guys! I can't believe you. I can't believe you stayed awake. Unbelievable job. I I I apologize. I I don't know if if we brought the a game but we it, it i i just want people to know we had a great week over here i hope they were able to catch some radio or at least catch the tournament action it was awesome so you guys brought the a game all week so well, you know you're more than like forgiven to bring the b game tonight we'll bring our a game and lift you guys up that's teamwork 
That's right. right. And just yeah. to just to clarify, Solly's in the comments. Uh, I believe the Billy Walters pod is going to be a Thursday release, so don't don't mark us Marcos Timoneas <laughs> on that one. Uh, looking for it Tuesday. It's, if it's you're keeping score at home, the official it's score right. has it, it has will be a hit on Thursday. Yeah, that's right. Thursday or, or really Friday if you're in Australia. That's right. Good clarification there. <laughs> uh, Randy, did did your Reds get a win finally? Mm, they played a, a twin bill today. I saw they they dropped the first game, but they came back and won the second Huge. game. So we won two Huge. out of three in Pittsburgh. We got some work to do to secure my, a playoff spot, but I'm still hopeful. My White Sox kind of dicked you guys down. Yeah, yeah. sweep this weekend. Yeah, that's, really that's tough. That's tough. Can't even lose the right game. Yeah, it sounds like your White Sox might be in a similar situation to tour as far as just yeah. bad bad culture i think that's right dc i think there's a lot of similarities actually we just maybe unpack that that's a good thought <laughs> i don't know if anybody i don't know if there's any physical altercations going on uh at the tour at least so, speaking of altercation i i i guess real quick add one more thing uh <laughs> this guy almost, can't stop he he's, can't, can't get enough oh well, no i almost got gotten an altercation this week uh really but it was avoided at the last second yeah, Cody, if you wanna if you wanna throw the um the the, the well, why don't you set the scene? The screenshot up. Uh somebody was looking for me this week. Who do you guys wow. have any any guesses on who would be looking specifically for oh, Big I, Randy? I have Molly? one no, I have one guess. Uh I'm gonna guess Tardy? It, I'm gonna guess it was Bailey Tardy. It was Bailey Tardy. <laughs> we buried the hatchet though. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm here Look to report. We buried the hatchet. Uh, you know, a real game recognized game moment there, you know. This kind of looks like the photo of TC and Riggs. <laughs> so they met at that hotel. Yeah. She, she was adamant though that I apologize one more time to her dog Ramsey. Ramses? Ra- well, <laughs> I kind of panic because I forget if it's Rams Ramsey. Ramsey, you said? Like King, like one like the, the second, the Egyptian guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe just Ramsey Bailey. If you're listening, I kind of forget which one. It's three fifteen a.m. But I apologize again for that. Sorry. Uh, uh guys, I think uh, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna keep it just <laughs> under the two hour mark. Uh, that's our promise to you over in London, guys. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's cap it there and, uh, we will, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Look for the, uh, look for the podcast Thursday reminder Thursday with, uh, with Billy Walters and Solly making his triumphant return to the pod. Thank you everybody for listening. Congratulations to all this week's winners, boys. Congrats on a great week over in London, TC. Great to be with you. Thanks for, Uh, thanks thanks for, thanks for holding down the, the, the home side. Yeah, no. As uh, as Ramsey's and Patrick Wilson in the comments said, "Let my let my people go." Uh, or no, I think that was Moses that said, "Let my people go." To quote Moses, "Let my people go." That's the end of the show, guys. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. 